Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast, episode 110, August 2nd. Jason, Neil. Heck yeah, we're back for regular Sunday podcasts. And how was yesterday? Yesterday was a, a gauntlet of uh, of trying to not be hungry and yep. not be thirsty. Like I tried to not, because we, we live streamed yesterday for 10, 10 plus hours. Oh, you did. I joined so, you for the last two, maybe. Yeah, like it was kind of fun. We'll get into it a little bit, but just... Um, sitting down for the first like three hours d- completely destroyed me. Like I, I had to, get, had to literally had to take a break during the live stream and get up and walk around. And I, I was trying not to eat a lot on the live stream or drink a lot because, I mean, that's not really visually appealing to watch someone eat and drink. So mm-hmm. that was tough. But and then I stood up for the last seven hours or whatever, which mm-hmm. was much easier. But when I went to bed and got up this morning, my ankle was killing me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun though. Yeah, how was yesterday for you? Um, I didn't see as much hockey as you did. I, I don't. I don't think I watched as much hockey as you think I did because I was spending a lot of time in chat. So I was. Only, I only half paid attention to most of the games. Um, but yeah, it was. It was awesome. There were so so many people who came out and said hello. It was over ten hours. We yep. created new memes. Yep. The fluff. The fluff and the mustard. Juice, mustard. And the orange juice. Yeah. Uh, we re- reacted to some redesigned NHL logos. Which was which was pretty fun. Everyone could kind of give their opinions uh, in a live setting, which was that was probably my favorite part of the. I whole thought that live was stream. pretty cool. I seen part of that when I was coming in. Yeah, that was that was great. And the designer Cole was was there at the, in, in the chat himself. So that yeah. was that was really awesome. Uh, we played some GeoGuessr live, just some just some real quick games, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and we watched hockey, obviously. So just a big thank you to everyone who who watched, regardless of what you were there. There were people there for the the whole stream, which was Crazy. amazing. But Crazy. What, whether you watched for a little bit watched uh and then came back later on like there were some people who were in, in the uk who started to watch went to bed slept an entire night and woke up and you're still and, going and still going so yeah. i appreciate those people for popping back in in the morning um thank you to everyone anyone who subscribed during the the, the live stream anyone who became a youtube member um who became a patreon member during it who liked it uh it was who donated money specifically like you guys are awesome uh, it was it was a really good first experience of live live streaming for me on that channel. So I just want to thank everyone. It was a ton of fun, and I plan to do it again uh, real soon. I want to do more live uh, jersey reaction kind of videos or logo. Like I, I that was the, that was awesome. Like I'm seeing it for the first time. You guys are seeing it for the first time, and we can talk about it together at the same time. Like it was it was the best of both worlds. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Hmm. But with all the fun stuff out of the way, there was some serious hockey yesterday. Yeah, five games. There's five games, and uh, they were all staggered. There's a point where there were two games out at once. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Chicago game and the Islanders game, I think, was on at the same time. Uh, the last hour or so. Yeah, yeah. so I had the, admittedly, the Islanders-Florida game, I watched the least of out of all of them. Mm-hmm. That was not to my right, and to my left was the uh, Chicago-Edmonton game, and I was... That was later in the game, so I was trying to pay more attention to that. Mm-hmm. So I feel a bit unqualified to really even talk about the Islanders game. But uh, what I did see was was pretty great. We can get into it and we'll go game by game if you want. Sure. And uh, we'll do it in, in order. So, so, yeah, let's start with Carolina and New York. Was this your favorite game of the day? Yeah, actually, that was that was one of the popular questions in the live stream. Uh, what was your favorite game of the day? And I don't think it was the best game of the day, but mm-hmm. it was my favorite game of the day because it was the first game of the day. Yep. There was a fight. Yep. Uh, there was, there was a lot of hitting. It was, it was physical. Uh, there's these teams, I would say never had a rival before, but even just the conversation between the fans prior to this lead up to the series about 
uh, you know, Carolina fans like, okay, these are the Rangers. Like, why is everyone so high in the Rangers? Like, what? Like, we can beat them. And the Rangers fans being like, Carolina, like, look out. We're don't you know don't sleep on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that rivalry was even kind of born between the the fan bases before the series started, and uh, it didn't disappoint because it was a really close game. Uh, it was a really enjoyable game to watch as a, as a hockey fan, and uh, it was just generally really good hockey. So that was that was my favorite game of the day. And uh, you didn't see any of that game. I seen parts of it. So of all the days to have a family get together, we had a family <laughs> get together um, yesterday because someone in my family got married. So it was kind of like their pseudo reception. So we were down at the lake, of course, and they had a TV on inside a trailer sticking out a window with no sound. <laughs> really? So we were all like sitting in a big huddle with the guys kind of keep mm-hmm. glancing at the TV. So couldn't hear the game, but could see the game. So I seen all the goals. And stuff like that, mm. but um, yeah. In terms of the Islanders game, when we talk about that, I didn't see. That's the only game I seen. Literally nothing okay. of that because we were out doing other things then. So um, <clears throat> yeah, it's no problem. Just from my notes, I have that it was a surprise kind of that Lundqvist started because um, Friday night it was uh, Shesterkin was ruled out, unfit to play, mm. unfit to play. We're gonna hear that a lot. Yeah, unfit to play. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so they're not allowed to say why he wasn't playing. Yeah, he's just unfit to play. I thought Lundqvist played pretty well. He his rebound control wasn't great through most of the game, but uh, just in general, I thought he played excellent. I thought some of those goals were he didn't really have a chance on like bad tips, like one yep. off the skate, like totally. I agree. Uh, and Carol, Carolina played really well. Yep, uh, they had most shots on goal. They won the most faceoffs or the, had the be- better faceoff percentage. Uh, they're better on the power play. Um, the Rangers had the most block shots, mainly probably due to the the sort um, of the pressure of Carolina. So. Uh, Carolina was the better team, and the score dictates that. Sometimes the better team doesn't win, but I think uh, I think proof is in the pudding there in, the, in that game. Carolina was the better team, and they won. Yeah, I thought Zibanejad played well. Uh, Aho played well. Sveshnikov, both goalies played well. Uh, Slavin was a beast. Um, definitely some 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 bright lights in, in this game on both sides. Panarin was invisible a little bit um, at times in the game, which I think obviously disappointed a lot of Rangers fans. But I expect him to bounce back a little bit. The main takeaway I have from this game is the penalties. Mm-hmm. There were so many penalties, it seems like. It just, and not just this game, we can get into some of the other games, but uh, it was just crazy. I think they were... Both teams had 21 penalty minutes. Like, there was a fight, so that's stacked a little bit, mm-hmm. but... There was one fight, and then each team had six other penalties on top of the fight. It's frustrating because playoff hockey is usually less strict. They usually let them play a little bit more, and we did. We got, I think, the opposite of that. I think it was especially when we get talking about the Montreal game. Yeah, these were, <laughs> yeah, that was a one sided affair, uh, um, unfortunately. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a really good game. I'm really excited for game two, and uh, I have no prediction because no, I I, I don't know <laughs> really. I a few podcasts ago I predicted. Well, I didn't predict, but I want the Rangers to win. They're definitely the underdog. Like, don't don't get me wrong. They're definitely the underdogs here. Like, mm-hmm. Carolina should win this series, but I'm I'm still rooting for them. Yeah, I'll be happy with whoever wins. Um, I I just want them to play all five games because uh, it's really good hockey. So selfishly, as a hockey fan, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. The next game, which was probably the most talked about game of the night, was the Chicago Edmonton game. Chicago won six four. Ten goals. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Chicago had the most shots on goal, uh, but Edmonton dominated the faceoff circle. Uh, Edmonton had double the giveaways at Chicago. They had 17. So 
the players aren't crisp yet. We have to be That's understanding of that. We talked about that in the live stream. Like it's yeah. been four months or whatever. You you can't really expect playoff level performances right out of the gate. Yeah, and there's some other really good examples of that in some of the other games <laughs> yeah. that we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> But there's definitely some takeaways from that game. Uh, Kubalik was awesome. Five points. Uh, John Taves was great. Keith has amazing head of hair now. The big line for Edmonton was pretty good, but they also made some mistakes as well. I thought Cassian was kind of crap. He was really kind of a non-factor in the game. When a player like that should be one of the biggest factors. He's not going to put a... He's not going to score four goals or anything like that, but he's, he's a big physical player, and I didn't really see that that much from him in that game. There's a couple times he got into a couple of tussles, but uh, questionable goaltending from Edmonton. Uh, I think one goal specifically was Smith's fault. He tried to play the puck, um, and there's just a lack of communication between him and the defenseman. Mm-hmm. So he basically gifted them a goal, which is unfortunate. He let five goals in on 23 shots. Yeah, not great. No, so... Not, some of them weren't his fault, but yeah, he needs to be better. They've already said, like the coach has already said, that they're they're not sure who's going to start the next game, mm-hmm. but they have confidence in both goalies, so... No, they don't. They pulled one. <laughs> they have confidence in would have pulled yeah. one. Uh, but they their defense was pretty crap last night. A lot of puck watching. It was... It was unbelievable. I think it was maybe the second goal or the third goal. I can't quite remember. But the puck was behind the net, and it was passed out eventually. And uh, there was one Edmonton player on the guy with the puck behind the net, and their other four were kind of around the net, and they were all looking at the puck, mm-hmm. and they were all not covering other players. And he was wide open. Ice, and Buddy was wide open. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a poor display of defense, but that kind of goes back to your point. Uh, everyone's a little rusty. And I thought so. I thought Connor McDavid was going to set the tone right off the bat with that nice goal. Like, that was a snipe. It was. Like, that That was expected. Yep. Edmonton scores first. It's Connor McDavid. Let's go. And uh, not much went after that. <laughs> you know, was, Chicago got four goals in a row after that. It was a pretty one-sided affair, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Edmonton came back at the end of the game with two more goals. Like, we were we were looking at six two for for a little bit here, and it was like this is a blowout. Yeah. So they made it a little more respectable, but I actually thought that they might come back. And that's the thing about Evans; they have such offensive talent, they have the ability to do that. But yeah, they didn't get it done. So you and I made our notes for this podcast independently. We should yeah. stop doing that, by the way. Why? Because there's one one group of people that I watch or I listen to on Sportsnet in the morning, and they're like young dudes like us. They're a little bit older, but yeah. not much. All right, I had to cut that because my phone rang like. Six or seven times, uh, and it just never seemed to stop. So I was saying, we could ask during the live stream last night if we could do the podcast in a live setting. That's kind of one of the reasons why we don't. So we can that's, make cuts. That's true. <laughs> cuts happen, yeah. not very much, but they sometimes they're very necessary. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, there's these guys I listen to on Sportsnet. Like I said, they're a little bit older than us, and what they do is they have a Google Drive, Google Notes, and they both have access to it, and oh. they just. Put stuff in there. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's totally a good no, idea. Let's do that that way, when something happens, they just very quickly open it up. Want to talk about this, and then it's in the notes, and then you can flush it out later. Heck yeah, that's that's what so that's what we we'll should do. do that. Okay, because yeah, we both spent time this morning making notes, and they're the same notes. Yeah, but interestingly, we, we both have on our notes uh, a, a very specific tweet. Yep, from someone. That and this guy has been covering the Colorado Avalanche for a long time. Like this isn't a nobody. This guy's written books and stuff about hockey. Like he's pretty yeah, well known. He's verified on Twitter. Yeah, this guy's legit. Do you have the the before edit tweet? I don't. Okay, I do. And I read it last night, and I was like, man, that's nasty. And then I checked it this morning, and it didn't have that. Same thing, yeah. I I, I didn't write it down last night, but uh, I thought I'd grab it this morning, and then I noticed it was different. But the tweet was by Adrian Dater, or Dater? I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but 
Um, let's can you walk us through the tweet here of what he said? All right, so he put out a tweet, obviously angering Oilers fans and even some people from like the Athletic and stuff. They could get into a little bit of a Twitter war with the guy from the Athletic. I yeah. didn't include that in my notes, but he said he's regretting his Oilers pick over Toronto. Connor McDavid. In Chicago. Okay, you should be reading this. Did I say Toronto? You did say Toronto. Okay, Adrian Dater tweet. Let's start the star over. <laughs> Regretting my Oilers pick over Chicago. Connor McDavid, a brilliant talent, but a personality deficient guy. I think his blandness rubs off too much on his teammates. Happy to hear opinions to the contrary, but fact is he doesn't inspire others. That's what's out there right now if you look at his tweet. Last night, there was an additional line on that tweet that said, comes off like an absolute drone in every interview. Uninspiring. Okay, the first thing that he was getting railed at by regular people and the guy from The Athletic, who I forget his name, was that he covered Joe Thornton for like, or Joe Thornton, Joe Sackett for like 20 years, and Joe Sackett was the same way. He didn't give good interviews. That's true. That is true. Like yeah. Wayne Grexy never gave good interviews. That's, all, that's also Kawhi true. Leonard in the NBA gives literally oh, the, worst the worst interviews ever. <laughs> Do you think teammates don't like having him on his team? Yeah. He's like one of the best players in the NBA. This is completely pointless, and I don't know why he's picking this this bone to fight. Uh, publicity? I mean, yeah, sure. We're talking about them. Good, any publicity is good publicity, yeah, I guess. That old saying. It's 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 weird because it's almost like talking about the Pope and comparing the Pope to Conor McDavid. And not that there's bad things about the Pope, but it's almost like you. Even if there was bad things about the Pope, you almost don't want to say it <laughs> because so many people like the Pope and yep. so many people like McDavid. So putting a tweet out there like that, he knows he's going to get some hate. He has to know. So this was. This wasn't just a hot take. It was an intentional tweet that would cause controversy and cause arguments. So I think the mentality going into this was that bad publicity is good publicity. This is a troll job, almost. Yeah, almost. Like, why would you... Comic David is... There's no doubt about it. He is one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. Right. I don't like, necessarily... Would Drysaddle be as good if he didn't have McDavid on his team? Uh, yeah. He'd be good. Would he be as good? He wouldn't have as many points. I would say that McDavid pushes him to be better, and that's why they're yeah, so good I, together. I, w- I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Do you think Drysaddle pushes McDavid? I think they push each other. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind of leader McDavid is. I'm sure he's fine. I I, I don't know. We he's, don't know. We're not in the I room. I would say that he's not a typical leader. Maybe he's, he's maybe he's more intense than we know. It could be. We can't see inside the locker room. We don't know how he inspires, and maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with his tweet. Like One I think thing, I think Jonathan Taze is a good leader, but we don't really hear about that either. Like he's a pretty quiet guy. He's, you yeah. only hear about it because other people have have said things about him, right? And for some reason, people just don't talk about McDavid a whole lot. Like some 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 people lead in different ways. Uh, I think Crosby's a very vocal guy. Same with Ovechkin, but players like. Uh, Jonathan Taves and Shea Weber, for example. Some players don't talk a lot, but when they do, you listen. listen. Yeah, And I think Connor McDavid might be a, a good example of that. Uh, like I said, we'll never know because we're not in the locker room. But mm-hmm. I, I do agree with a part of this tweet, though, that uh, he is a bit bland. Like, he, totally. he is like Joe Sackick. He is like sure, but Jonathan what's, Taves but what's, or whatever. What's wrong with being bland? And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's... I, I personally like when interviews are a little bit more comical and funny. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Gallagher gives some funny interviews. Marchand does as well. Uh, P.K. Subban, obviously. So I like those interviews more. But it doesn't mean that those people are better leaders just because they have yeah. a little bit more personality or a little bit, you know, trying to implement some comedy in, into the interview or something. So uh, it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a risky tweet. 
But it's a weird tweet, I thought. It, it's a weird tweet that the fact that he put out that original one and then well, removed that comment. He was getting a lot of hate for the last line was about, well, you covered, you know, Joe Sackett for 20 years and you had no problem doing that. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know, maybe he has the reporter's take on it where, like, he likes interviewing people that give good interviews and he just finds... That's true, I guess. ...quote him to be uninspiring, but... And I guess he... Who's he trying to inspire when he's talking to the media? Like, they're literally talking to the media in front of in front of no fans in a bubble, like... Right, and, and I guess in his defense, not that I want to defend him, but he covered the Colorado Avalanche. He personally interviewed Joe Sackick. Do you think if Twitter existed back then, he's actually going to tweet this and complain about the person that he's interviewing and the team he covers? Probably not, even if he has the same opinion. No, because it's his team. It's his team. So uh, I can see both sides of the argument, I guess. Uh, but yeah... Regardless, I don't know if that tweet should have been should have been made, but I like the fact that we're talking about it and it's causing some drama. Mm. <laughs> um, what else you got? Uh, next game. I already talked about the. Oh, uh, yeah, you talked about that. Um, so this is the game I didn't see at all. This is the game you've probably seen the least. So this kind of sucks to talk yeah. about this game. Um, in terms of the scoring sheet, like I printed off the uh, the game summaries for every game, just so we could reference like numbers and stuff. This is actually the smallest one. Obviously, it was only two one game, um, but. Only four penalties for Florida and two penalties for the Islanders. Like, it just, like, I didn't see any of this game, so I cannot comment on it, which is unfortunate. But it just seems like what I did see was actually a pretty good game. Uh, my big concern going into this was Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to be the weak point of the team, and he was the strongest point. I, I thought he was unbelievable. He made some absolutely incredible saves. Sometimes you see teams get, like, 45 shots, and you're like, holy crap. And sometimes you see teams get, like, 30 shots, and you're like, okay, that's average. But that doesn't quantify the quality mm-hmm. of shots. And there was a lot of quality shots against Bobrovsky and yeah. chances against him last night. I did read that people thought he played really well. I thought he was he made some unbelievable stops. So the fact that Florida was able to to keep this game so close was 100% due to Bobrovsky. And I'm not a big fan of him. So I'm not, you know, if I was a big fan of him, it would be easy to say this stuff. But I'm not a really big fan of him. So it's... Do you remember when Dan, Dan and Jay on TSN used to be like, Bobrovsky? <laughs> yeah, I do, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, we're locking you up in the jail, Bobrovsky. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this game, it's... Uh, the Islanders dominated on a power play. They didn't dominate, but uh, they had a better face-off percentage. They had a better power play. Um, so they were better in more categories than, than Florida, which did, uh, makes sense with the score. Uh, I wish I had watched it a little bit more because I like the rivalry between these two teams and uh, we just kind of on, on at a bad time because I think I took a break mm-hmm. around the same time as well, possibly. Did it seem like the game was intense or did it just seem like both teams were kind of just doing their thing and playing? Like, cause... No, it seemed pretty intense. It wasn't It wasn't the most exciting game, for sure. It was It was physical. Uh, Apparently, there was a bad hit on Boychuk that's being looked at. Yeah, so I was I, reading about. I missed that when it happened live and every time that I looked away to watch the other game. They would show the replay, and I missed it every time. But I think it was Mackenzie Weger who did it. And it was, it was a weird scenario because Boychuk left, I believe, and then so did Mackenzie Weger because they thought that they were going to eject him. But then he, they only made it a two-minute penalty power play or something like that, and he came back. I can't really remember. That's kind of where I checked out of that game a little bit. Uh, I was getting kind of distracted with chat and stuff. So I actually don't know the whole story there. I'm unqualified to talk about that, I guess. But They have... Um... They have Matheson illegal check to the head. Is it two, yeah, it's two minutes? Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. I think it was originally a five or something in a game misconduct, but they brought him back. They were at the... I don't know if they were reviewing it or something. 
I don't know. Like I, I, said, didn't, I, I didn't, didn't see any of it. Yeah. We were not near a TV when this game was on, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's really all I have to say about that game, unfortunately. I'll make sure I watch them. Well, it's hard because, like you said, you did a, almost an 11-hour live stream yesterday. And so I left your house probably at 2-something, like almost 3. 30, 40, something like that. Yeah, it was almost 3 o'clock in the morning by the time I left. And then we decided to have some entertainment when I got home. So I actually went to bed like 4. Yeah. And then got up late. Not surprisingly, I set an alarm, <laughs> set two alarms, woke up way past both of them. It was almost lunchtime by the time I got up. Mm. And then we have to film this, so there just wasn't a lot of time to prepare. So that kind of sucks that way. But Yeah, I'm going to make sure I watch the second game of that series uh, pretty heavily. All right, here we are. It's the game that I want to talk about, but don't want to talk about it at the same time. I like this game. This is the game I... I actually got to see. Most this is of one of the best. Be- this is one of the be- the more entertaining games of the night for sure. Yeah, I tried to jinx it, it didn't work. You tried, and you almost succeeded. All right, so we're talking about Montreal and Pittsburgh, and we said if Carey Price can win you a game, you only have to win two more. How did Carey Price play last night? Uh, if you are familiar with the podcast or my channel, the, the production channel, or the original Post Post channel, you know that I'm incredibly critical and and hard on Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens team in general. Uh, Carey Price was amazing last night. He was. He was he was exceptional. His positional play was the typical Carey Price. That's a strong suit. Like he's such a great positional goaltender. Forty one shots. Yeah, his save percentage and is like, like nine fifty one. It's not like forty one shots. It's like some of those were like big saves. Like. Yeah, huge saves. Uh the thing about Carey Price is sometimes he gets a little flashy with his glove, but he doesn't have to make these uh, miraculous like Dominic Hasek, Jonathan Quick saves. He's so good positionally that some of the hard saves, he makes it look easy just because he's positionally ready for them. There was a lot of that last night. Mm-hmm. So that was a strong suit. He showed it off last night, and the Canadians somehow won. Do you think they can win two more? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, I wish I did, but I don't. The, uh, the the faceoff percentage was almost even in this game, which is really surprising because uh, Pittsburgh's so talented in, in that category. Shots on goal, obviously Pittsburgh. Hits. Do you see the hits? I did not see the hits. Montreal 53, Pittsburgh 30. Montreal usually doesn't play a physical game, but uh, they definitely played a little bit more physical against Pittsburgh, which is which is really interesting. I wouldn't have predicted that. Montreal 27 blocks, Pittsburgh was 17. That obviously makes sense with all the scoring. And, and One of those blocks was definitely a goal-saving block. Oh, I, can't absolutely. Remember, I can't remember who that was. I think but it was Tatar. He saved it with his nips or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> or the, the chest. Tatar nips. Uh, yeah, like I said, Carey Price was awesome. I wouldn't really say that there was anything bad to take away from this game other than Montreal's crappy defense. Um, it was a really exciting game to watch. Mm-hmm. Made two penalty shots, which I don't think either of them should have happened. To be completely honest, okay, but yeah, we when the first one happened, I was like, "That is not a penalty shot." And I don't even think you realized there was a penalty shot coming up, like because mm-hmm. you were so like, "That's not a penalty shot," and you were just like going back to talk to the chat. And I was like, "No, he's pointing center ice." So then, when the second one happened on Druin, I said, "That has to be a penalty shot." That's the exact same play, and yeah. they gave it to him. And, and that was a horrible shot attempt by Druin. Well, it wasn't even a shot. It, was it wasn't a, a Marshan, but it, he didn't get a shot off. It was, bad, it was bad. I think the original penalty shot was with two minutes and 33 seconds left in the third, which is a, like if the game's tied, I think at that point, uh, there's two minutes left in the third, two minutes left in the game, and you're going to gift them a penalty shot yeah, on a questionable was, there call. There's three minutes and three seconds left. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. And not in a game like this. Kulak. Yeah, not an important game like this. Give him a penalty, 100%. Deserves a penalty, not a penalty shot. I think I said that on the live stream, too. I'm like, I can't believe they're giving a penalty shot in the playoffs when the game is tied near the end of the game. Yeah. Like, Especially when it was that, eh? 
that that's frustrating for fans on both sides, really, because it's a it's an individual game at that point, which is which is frustrating. But uh, anyways, Montreal got that gift back and didn't do anything with it. Yeah, so, like a penalty shot in overtime. In, in overtime, but uh, they they won the right way without a penalty shot with a regular goal, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was as a Canadiens fan, I was very happy to see that. Very relieved that they're not going to get sweeped at least, which uh, which is great news. But I still think Pittsburgh's going to win for the record. I think Montreal needs to get their penalty situation under control. Oh, they had seven penalties last night. Eight, I think? eight penalties. Eight penalties. Pittsburgh had three. Well, those are counting the penalty or the penalty shots. Yeah. So if you don't count those, it's seven and two. Yeah. So like Deneau had three penalties himself, <laughs> and he took a really bad one in the. Uh, I think Pittsburgh was coming in with the puck. It was a one on two, and Deneau. Kind of sticked him from behind. Yeah, it was it, it was a zero percentage play on Pittsburgh's yeah. end. He and was Deneau, slashing for it. Yeah, Deno didn't need to take that penalty, so yeah. he needs to, he needs to smarten up. And I'm I'm actually a big fan of Deno, or I'm an average fan of Deno. I don't dislike him. Uh, anyways, that's all all I really have to say for that uh, that specific game. Yep. <clears throat> the next game, which was the last game of the night, was probably the most difficult one to watch because of some things that happened. So it was between Calgary and Winnipeg. Calgary won four one. My prediction or my want of Winnipeg to win this series is basically zero now. We don't know, but we know. We know. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, we know. Uh, so let's talk about the injuries first because we'll get that out of the way. So Shifley get injured first on a play that looked innocent, maybe at first, but yeah. so did you hear what happened? Because I actually know what happened now. What do you mean you know what happened? Like, we were speculating whether it was an ankle or a... Is it ankle? It's not. He got cut with his skate, Kachuk skate. His leg got slashed. There was no blood? Nope. How come there's no blood? I don't know. But Paul Maurice ain't happy. And he was intentional. He thinks it's very intentional. I mean, I wrote notes <clears throat> about it. I guess we could skip to that. So Kachuk kind of went into the boards with Shifley. And it didn't look bad at the time. It looked like maybe... Because Shifley kind of pivoted to the right. And it looked like he kind of bent his ankle up. And it looked like his ankle kind of got twisted a little bit. Because that's when we were doing the live stream, that's what it looked like. And we didn't have the audio on, so we didn't know. And we were asking people in chat um, <clears throat> what they were saying. And they were saying they're not saying anything about it, obviously, because they can't. Mm. Uh, but Paul Maurice, after the game, said that he thought it was intentional. He said, because this is a quote, it was a filthy, dirty kick to the back of the leg. You can't see it on the program feed, which is like the broadcast camera. Mm -hmm. He said, but when you look at the blue line feed and you zoom in, you can see it. He went after the back of his leg. He said he could have cut his Achilles, could have ended the man's career. It's an absolute filthy, disgusting hit. I didn't notice it. Is that, did you, did you rewatch it? No, because apparently, according to Maurice, you can't see it on the broadcast feed. You can only see it on the blue on line feed, which they did not show. But he has access to that oh. on his little tablet. On the So most people online are saying that Paul Maurice is off base here. I didn't see that. so I didn't see it either. And we never seen the blue line feed mm. like we're not big like, fans of Kachuk we're not trying to defend him I think a big part of this is Maurice is defending his guy yeah and it's Kachuk he's got a bad rep so that's easy to just make that assumption yeah. Kachuk came out saying that he felt terrible about it so clearly it is a cut and he's probably done that's a big loss I don't know if it was in, I don't I can't imagine it was intentional I can't either I don't I think Kachuk's kind of a dirty player sometimes he's like I said he this is the third day I've talked about Kachuk. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Just why I don't like him. But I don't, I don't know. I would need to see that camera angle, I think. But from I think what so, I've yeah. seen, it didn't, it just seemed like they were going hard. And I think him or Shifley pivoting to the right 
at the last second just kind of made things worse. I don't know. Paul, yeah. Paul Maurice thinks he lifted his leg and some play, some, Sometimes him. players do that. They lift their knee to force, uh, to get well, a good there's, angle. There's a couple reporters online that have said there was some players in the past that were really sneaky about doing stuff like that, like dirty. Yeah. But they didn't think that Kachuk was good enough to be able to do that unnoticed. Oh, <laughs> I guess. So, um, I don't know. I mean, they obviously know each other. They were at the All-Star game together. I think... So. That if there's evidence on that blue line camera, the NHL will get it and Kachuk will get suspended. Yeah. If Kachuk doesn't get suspended, that means the NHL looked at that camera and said no. So all we know is that he has a cut in his leg. He got cut. He's probably done. Is, this, is it his Achilles? They said he couldn't put any weight on it after the game. Wow. I don't think it is his Achilles. And I don't No, It's definitely not because he's not allowed to disclose an injury. And he mentioned Achilles. So it's yeah, not. that's true. So he'll be unfit to play. That's what we'll hear. A pretty serious cut, then. I don't know. Like, there was no blood. You're right, but, jeez. Apparently, he kicked him. Kachuk admitted that he felt bad about it. That's so. It was not an ankle getting twisted against the boards. It was literally a skate being kicked into him. That's really scary. Because we thought it was maybe knee at the, at the beginning. We thought we it was a knee, it. yeah. And then he seen him grab his down Went down here. his ankle. Yeah, we thought it might be a broken ankle. Or so something. I don't. I don't even. From the angle we seen, you can't even really see where that happened. It was just. Yeah. I guess we weren't really looking for that either. We were looking more for the contact with the boards. That's right, yeah. There wasn't with all these new cameras and stuff. We still didn't <laughs> yeah, get the angle that we needed. Thirty-two cameras and still didn't see what happened. Frustrating, but uh, it's 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 really really unfortunate for Winnipeg fans. I can't I I can't even imagine being a Jets fan. Yeah, and and knowing that that happened, and then getting to the next injury that happened. Yeah. So Patrick, Patrick Line in the third period, um, he went off with what appeared to be a wrist or hand injury after colliding with Giordano <laughs> and Sam Bennett behind the net. Or the flames net, mm. so he went back to the boards. They showed the camera or the at the bench, and he was grabbing onto his wrist. It looked like I don't know if it was his wrist or his hand. It kind of looked they were they had the camera not panned enough just to see that he was like this. Um, but he left the game and didn't come back either. So, and they're both going to see specialists today. Oh, really? That's the quote. So I think it's two major injuries. And if that's two major injuries, then I'm sorry, Winnipeg, but I don't. The candle's been blown out, at least for me. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed by that because I really wanted Winnipeg to win this series. These are arguably your two biggest guys on the team. They're most offensively gifted guys on the team. Uh, obviously, that's arguably arguable because you've got people like Wheeler and Connor and stuff. But this is a massive blow to the Jets. Um, I don't... I think, I'm, I think I agree with you. I think the candle has been blown out uh, if, they, if they're gone for good. I like that Wheeler came out and fought... Absolutely. To kind of defend his guy. So totally. the players must have known there was a kick. Maybe. Like maybe maybe they looked like maybe the coach when that when he was getting helped off the ice, like they always stand there and look down at the bench at those little stupid tablets. Yes. They and do. they probably have access to the different angles. And maybe he's seen what he thought then was a kick. Yeah. And the players seen it too. And that's why he fought him. Because I didn't when they fought, I, I thought it was weird because I, I I said, yeah, he got injured on the play, but I didn't see any like bad intent there. And it was a very staged fight. Mm-hmm. Like he I he just came over and said, I, I got to get this out of the yeah. system. And that the stage fight makes sense now because yeah, they thought there was wrongdoing. I think there'll be another fight uh, in this series for sure. <laughs> There's, there are going to be many fights, many especially fights. if Calgary goes up two nothing. Oh yeah, the third game is going to be a gong show. Yeah, Winnipeg is a pretty big physical team, so um, it's. It's it's really frustrating because if this happened in like the last game of the series, you'd be like, okay, well, the entire series is basically over, and Winnipeg just wasn't good enough to win, and this is how the, the series ended. But it happened in game one, 
like it's especially after un- all teams have a four month break and yeah. everyone's all healthy and ready to go and bam I know first period you lose one of your big guys third tough. period you lose another one of your big guys tough tough that's all I really have to say about that game it was it was a uh, it was a pretty decent game I thought it was a good game yeah I was like like I said I was pretty bummed when the when the first injury happened and mm. it kind of like Winnipeg I think was winning I think it was already one nothing for Winnipeg when that injury happened I I think. I don't uh, think I don't think it was zero zero. I think yeah, there I, there was already. A, a yeah, goal. you're right. Yeah, you are right. Um, so Winnipeg had the momentum, and then that injury happened, and then Calgary got four goals in a row, row basically after that happened. Mm. So, yeah, and I don't blame Hellebuck um, for a lot of those goals. Thought he played decent. And Paul Maurice on the bench when the injury happened, you could just see him like, oh frig. Mm-hmm. And the players even were kind of like, oh, like that's that's our guy. <clears throat> it's true. So. Yeah, there will be, I expect, bad blood out of that series. So that's a quick recap of what happened last night. There's definitely other news, though. Uh, yeah, so last podcast we talked about John Chaka in Arizona. And literally, between the time that we filmed and the time the video or the podcast went out, <laughs> there was news. He released his own statement, basically. He released his own point. statement, yeah. So um, apparently the Coyotes want... Gary Batman to mediate the dispute between the team and him now. They're, they're so angry that he they think that he wronged the team. And I should have I should have put the quote of the team in here because, from last week. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that because I just okay. it's old news. But yeah, they basically called him out hard. They it was, said he quit on the team. Yeah, and, it was very childish, I yeah. think. It was a like there was anger behind those words. It wasn't just like a typical PR like Yeah. We're disappointed. They wanted to make him look bad publicly. Yeah. Which is very untypical of an organization to do. It shines really honestly bad light on the on the team itself. Whether you agree agree or disagree, yeah. it shines bad light on them. Like, and, you just don't do that. And Chake was more tempered, I would say. Absolutely. And he said he basically left because of a, um, a situation created by ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and sure. I, the issue here is whether or not he was allowed to go talk to whoever he talked to. That's yes. why this is happening. Jake is saying, you gave me permission, and I guess Arizona is saying, well, not to do that. <laughs> and that's what Gary Bettman has to determine whether... Uh, Gary Bettman must be so fr- tired of Apparently with he has to make time in his schedule to deal with this because he doesn't have time to deal with it right now. And that's what the that's what I read in the article today. Like, he's going to... It's not going to happen anytime soon. It's going to happen, and there's no, yeah. like, there's no rush to have it happen. It's not going to be forever, but he's too busy right now to deal with it, so he's going to make time and deal with it. <laughs> That's really, that's so like, frustrating. I guess that's part of his job, but anyway. So let me recap the <laughs> Elliot Friedman um, thing. He said, you know, basically a month before the split, another team reached out to the Coyotes asking permission to speak to Chakey about a job. Um, the the request was initially denied, but later permitted, and an offer that he couldn't refuse was made. Wow, that's what um, Elliot Friedman said last night on Hockey Night Canada. Apparently, so the key part of this dispute is. And they made it very clear is that the title's general manager and or president of hockey operations could not be involved um, to prove that he was not making a lateral move. Because right. apparently um, the Coyotes are prepared to argue in the, I don't know if it's arbitration or mediation, a mediation, I guess, yeah. that um, that's written into his contract that he's not allowed to make lateral moves without permission. And they're arguing that whatever this offer was made to him is and that he did not have that permission to do it. So it was actually in the lateral move, potentially. I don't know. Because when we first talked about it in all the news last week, it was not a lateral move. It was something 
above a lateral move. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's really interesting. But maybe, maybe the Coyotes are trying to argue that, that it to is. us it isn't, but to them it is so that yeah. they win the case. And that's why they want Gary to... Ugh. Like both both sides have their opinion on what type of job opportunity this was, and it sounds like the the Coyotes are arguing one thing for Jeez. their point of view, and Chakey is saying, "Well, no, you guys said I could do it." Is that considered arbitration? It's is considered Gary, is, mediation. He's going to mediate. So Gary Bettman is considered third party. He's the mediator. Yeah, he's the third party. So it is arbitration. Is an arbitration when you bring in a third party to mediation is too. Oh. Heck yeah, he's mediating the situation. He's. I guess they're kind of the same. They're, they're, obviously, there's a difference between mediation and arbitration, but I don't yeah, know it, if it's this is mediation for sure because that's what I read when I was reading. Yeah, it. Okay. He's the mediator. Um, today's games. You got any predictions for today's games? Okay, I'm wearing my Boston jersey. Tugarask is not starting. That's very scary. I I have faith in Halak. He really, but he's not. He is unfit for play. He did not practice with the team. Really. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of scary. I hope it's just Halak is good though. Like, like Boston's game doesn't matter. It's just a it's just an exhibition game basically. Yeah. Um. So I hope that's all it is. Is just well, we don't need you to go right now. But they got to play him at some point. If he's if they expect him to start, you know, the first game, he's, mm-hmm. he needs to play at least a couple of these games. He needs to play. Uh. So Arizona, Nashville, prediction. Um. There was a lot of upsets yesterday. I thought. It was. It was I'm, indeed. I'm gonna go. It's that time. I'm gonna go Nashville. Uh, I'm also gonna go Nashville. Really? Nashville's, yeah, Nashville's my pick. Uh, I think you're right. I think Philly's gonna beat Boston today. I'm uh, man. I'm high on Philly. I'm telling you. I'm. Uh, I'm a little nervous. Boston didn't real play really well in their exhibition game, and Philly did. I really like Philly's makeup right now, and I don't like Philadelphia like at all. But I like the team. I like to have the team structured. I like their play style. I like the coaching. I like the the, the goaltenders in that. It, it it angers me that I like the team that much in that way, but they're still the Philadelphia Flyers, so I can't like them too much. I mean, they deserve success. They've had absolutely. They've had a string. Well, of they've like, had a couple of chances. They've they? had decent teams, but bad goaltending, like forever. Yeah. So they just yeah. haven't been able to put the package together. So yeah, totally. But you know, I'm not going to pick them over Boston, even though I kind of did. I don't want so Philadelphia think, to win. You think Philadelphia's going to win tonight? I think they're going to win today. Tonight. Sorry. Uh, that game. So the first game's on at 2 p.m. Eastern. The first game is probably on right now. No, if it not, starts in 45 minutes. Okay. By the time this goes out, oh yeah, the game will these be over, games probably. will probably both be done. Uh, the Flyers Bruins uh, is at three p.m. Eastern. So yeah, by the time this gets out, yeah, it'll probably be done. Um, Blues and Avalanche is on at uh, six thirty p.m. Eastern. I'm taking Colorado. I'm also taking Colorado. Really? Yeah. Wow. I got. I got. I'm having faith. Colorado's. Colorado's got to get it done here. Uh, Blue Jackets and Maple Leafs starts at eight p.m. Eastern. I am taking Toronto to win this game. I'm also taking Toronto. I, wow. I did. Uh, no, wait. On Discord, I predicted Columbus. What? That was a mistake. Now, hold on. I need to double check. <laughs> I just Because I can't pick something different here and then. Like, it's just, I don't know. We, 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 you talked about it. I've talked about it. I think there's just so much pressure on Toronto to get this done that they're going to come out flying. Um, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get this first game. I think. I don't think Columbus is gonna get blown out by any means. But I think. I think Toronto's gonna come out with everything they got this game. Mm. And then I think Columbus will bounce back next game. But yeah, if I, I was making a prediction, I would say Toronto. I did pick Columbus. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go to Columbus. All right. Uh, the game after that is the Minnesota uh, Vancouver game. That's on at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, which is a pretty late game. I actually probably won't watch that. 
Uh, or no, I guess I will. I'll watch the beginning of it. And I just want to run. Oh, wait, hold on. Who you, are you predicting? I don't know. Vancouver. I want Vancouver to win, but there's been a lot of upsets, so maybe mm-hmm. many. I don't know. Maybe. I want to run through some of the predictions on our Discord um, to give you guys a... About where people are voting? Yeah, kind of an impression. Enjoy it now because I'm going to be changing it. Yeah, so I can I can see anyone on, on our Discord can see who predicted what and see the totals, but that will be changing. Uh, the Nashville-Arizona game, Nashville has 28 predictions uh, for a win, and Arizona has 15. I'm surprised by that. So it's pretty slanted to Nashville's favor there. Hmm. Uh, the Boston-Philly game, Boston has 30, Philly has 12. Yeah, no. I'm the same as you. I'm hired on my team. But there, if you watch that Boston exhibition game, hmm. I don't know. I don't. Boston needs to get their crap together Heck a little bit. Yeah. Here. This next one surprises me a lot. St. Louis and Colorado. St. Louis has 13. Colorado has 29. I didn't uh, think it would be that one slot. I didn't think we were we were no. picking along the majority rules here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blue Jackets and Toronto Maple Leafs. Blue Jackets with 23. Maple Leafs with 19. Ooh. That one's pretty close. I like that. Uh, Minnesota Wild and Vancouver, which is the game of the day on Discord, which is actually it's worth two, two times the points. <laughs> That's a crappy game of the day. Vancouver is thirty three. Minnesota is nine. So wow. that's, I think that's the most slanted one in this in here. The game of the day should definitely be the Toronto game, but it is random. I don't pick it. Yeah, down below in the description, you will see a link to the Discord. Uh, if you want to jump on Discord and uh, take part in those predictions, talk hockey while the games are going on, I think it's a pretty cool place to be. Uh, we'd love it if you could join if you're not there already. Mm. That's all I got. That's all we got. All we, we had got. to we had to make this one quick because of the eleven hour marathon yesterday. Yeah, I don't even think this is quick though. It's probably close to an hour. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think so. I'm not sure. We don't have a timer here, which we should because like literally everyone else does. That way we can structure our conversation of whether we need more or less. Mm. Um, but if you did not tune into the live stream. Um, last night it was on the productions channel, obviously not on the podcast channel. Uh, he does plan to do more in the future. Yeah. I'd like to do one maybe this week sometime. Um, actually I think we discussed possibly doing one together this week Mm -hmm. from this location. It's cooler. It is. It is temperature wise. It is cooler for sure. Uh, that room got pretty hot last night. So if, uh, if your wife's okay with, with us doing it down here, then, Mm -hmm. then we can film down here and, and yeah. what, What do you want to do? Just whatever, talk whatever, whatever the people want to do. Concepts. We can, we can do what the people want to do. People want concepts. It's like and people will get concepts. You got you got concepts. To look oh, at? buddy, I got concepts. I've got concepts, so we can do that because we can bring them right up on the TV, can't we, or something yep. like that? There and then. I guess we'll have to make something. I can send you the template or something, and you can make it work in OBS and play around with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Uh, so thank you again to everyone who came out for the live stream last night or all of yesterday, basically. Uh, it was so much fun. And if you want to join the, the one coming this week, if we can make it happen, we don't know a day yet, but uh, keep an eye out. The best way to be notified is to subscribe to the uh, Post Post Productions channel and click the little bell icon down below and select all notifications. So that way you're notified exactly when we go live. And yeah, thanks to everyone. Appreciate it. There's a lot of hockey between now and next Sunday. A lot of hockey. A ridiculous amount of hockey. Yeah, I might actually do have to do some some recaps of of the night before on a daily basis or something. Uh, that's how much hockey there is. There's so many. That's how many games that are on. And the cool part about this, I don't know. Did, did you check the games for the week? Is there any games on during the day? 
I hope there is. I think there has to be, isn't yeah. there? I don't, maybe not. I don't know. That would be awesome. I did look at the schedule. I just don't remember it. Hmm. So, anyways, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hope you're having an awesome day. Hope you had a ton of fun yesterday watching hockey. I hope you're watching lots of hockey today. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the, this podcast channel on YouTube, we'd love if you could hit the subscribe button. And to our audio listeners, uh, you guys are awesome, like always. Thank you so much for listening to us. And to those people who listen to us audibly and then also come to watch the video on YouTube, because there are some of those people, uh, you guys are absolute legends. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you in the next uh, podcast next Sunday and hopefully the live stream this week. Adios.